Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the awesome Laura Sinclair. Uh, Laura believes firmly that you and your business deserve to be seen, and she's made it her life's mission to support female entrepreneurs in their quest to build a life by design. So with over a decade of experience building digital marketing strategies for some of the world's biggest brands, Laura now teaches ambitious women how to adapt the strategies of Fortune 500 companies for their own businesses, empowering them to step into their CEO mindset along without sacrificing any of their their you know their sanity, <laughs> all of that. So as a mother of two, Laura is a marketing and business mentor for ambitious women and CEO of the boutique social media marketing agency, the LJ Social Agency, and host of This Mother Means Business podcast. So thank you so much for joining me, Laura. I know we were talking a little bit and you and I are both dealing with colds, so it'll be a really fun, snuffly episode. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be, we're going to have a little, little bit, a little, little hoarseness, but thank you so much for having me. And every time somebody reads my bio, it seems, it feels weird. I don't know. Does it feel weird <laughs> to you? You're just like, like, as like, she sounds cool. Like I want to talk to her, yeah, but then it's like, oh, her. that's my, that's my own bio that we're, we're reading. So thank you for the introduction and for having me. Well, it does seem really cool, but I'd love <laughs> to hear it in your own words also. Like what, yeah. how do you see it as what do you do and who do you help? Yeah. You know what? So I think it's so interesting because I think as online entrepreneurs and and ambitious women, I think that that changes a lot. But in this season that I'm in right now, you know, my my mission is really to help other ambitious women, entrepreneurs, mothers. It was it actually never started being mothers, but it became mothers when I realized that, oh, you know, 99.9% of the people in my world are mothers, but really to design, you know, to design the life that they want. I think, you know, I am the first entrepreneur in my family Mm -hmm. and I didn't know entrepreneurship was even an option. I came from a long line of, you know, stay-at-home mothers and women that had, you know, corporate careers. And I didn't, I never wanted that for myself. And so for me, it's really about, you know, allowing women to step into their ambition, mothers to step into their ambition and create the life that they want. And I I just strongly feel there's so much possibility in entrepreneurship. The more that I can support, teach and help, then I'm winning. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can definitely get on board with that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about social media and social media yeah. strategy. Do you mind? Yeah. What yeah, what it. are your core beliefs around that? Because there's a lot going around right now that I'm hearing. Mm, I'm like, oh, what's a lot? There's yeah. a lot. And, you know, so it's so interesting because I think, you know, in the online space, there's kind of like two threads, right? We think about social media. There is, if you're a creator, influencer type, you know, the, the rules for you. And then there's the rule for if you like have a small business and other things that exist. And so I think, you know, in terms of, you know, what you should be doing, I think sometimes we have to take that, you know, what's going around through a bit of a lens of what's realistic for a business owner. And one thing I like to talk about is there is a really big difference between social media for a content creator versus social media for somebody that owns a business and has, and is a mom and wears seven other hats. But I think the big thing for, for me, I'm a firm believer in telling stories Mm-hmm. I love content that tells stories, content that stands for something, um, but also content that converts. You know, I am a human that cares so much more about certainly in the agency and as a coach, I care so much more about what's actually converting for you in your business, not how many posts you had go viral or how many followers you gained. Right. Really what it comes down to are, are people taking action on what it is that you are creating. And so my role 
um, as an agency owner and then as, as a coach supporting people through their social media marketing is really how do we create content that speaks to people that creates community, but also turns into sales. Yeah. Well, and to clarify, a lot of the stuff I'm hear- hearing in my circles is there's people who are just really unsure of how to use social media at this point. It's mm, it's yeah. kind of like they're not sure what strategies to use. They're getting hit with so many different strategies to follow. Yeah. And people are just getting really burned out. You know, I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of the moms I talk to who are like, I can't be on social media all day, every day. Yeah, and yeah. so it is, what What do you think about how much time should be spent on social media? And what what is that that good strategy? Yeah, I think, you know what, so there's sort of two pieces. And the first is that social media is an experiment. And I'm saying that as a social media marketing expert, because <laughs> it, is is, it is an experiment. And what's going to work for one person might not work for you. And that's okay. And, you know, you know, when I said earlier about there's advice for content creators, I love that this is what you're hearing versus advice for business owners and moms is the content creators, the people that have these massive accounts will tell you, you know, post three times a day, engage for an hour a day. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. And I've built a multi six figure business on Instagram. So I can tell you right now, that like, that's not a thing that you have to do for me. You know, I, I enjoy creating content. It's something that I love. So it's easy for me, but it's not easy for everybody. And so you know, what I try to really have people focus on is that idea. If you're, if you're a type for time, focus on the followers you have, even if it's 200 followers, right? There's this shift. If you create the mindset shift of I'm going to create from, I'm going to create content to get as many followers as possible, just to, I'm going to create content to focus on the people that are following me now. Because if you have 200 followers or 500 followers, could you imagine if they all bought from you? Yeah. Right. Instead of oh my goodness, I need to go, you know, get the viral reel at 10,000 followers. That used to be the metric everybody wanted. 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers. Like none of that matters if you can't sell to the the 200 followers. And so it's a shift that I try to coach. It's a shift that I try to embody is this idea of like, do you know the people that are in your community? Do you know their names? And really come to it with that approach. If someone's following you, it's because they're probably interested in what it is that you have to say. So build a relationship with them and start there and create content for them not for this broader, you know, pool of people that maybe or maybe not, because you can't rely on the algorithm. You can only rely on what you can do. And so I think, you know, deciding what frequency makes sense for you, deciding, you know, how often you want to show up, how often you want to engage, but really doing it through the lens of the people that are following you now versus how do I get more followers is such a freeing thought. That really is like, that's like, that's, that's really such a shift. I love that. And it's almost kind of embodying a bit of the gratitude for what you have instead of continually looking for more, you know, stopping and celebrating where you are and who you have already supporting you and, and listening to their needs and, and helping yeah. serve them instead of continually looking for that, that grass is greener. You need just a thousand more plus, you know, followers. Yeah. So I really love that shift. That's good. Yeah. Like, you know, I think about myself and my business, like my Instagram account, I think I'm just shy of 3000 followers. I have not sold 3000 people in my business. Yeah. So if I don't get another follower for the rest of my time on Instagram, but I'm able to convert more of the ones that I have, like, that's fine. I would still have a thriving business. Even if I could convert 10, 20 of those people, that's, yeah. that's worth it. Right. And in terms of, you know, what I sell and what I offer and depending on, you know, your business and if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I have, you know, a low ticket offer or, you know, I sell products that are, 
not not high value, but imagine what would a hundred sales do for you? Right, right. So right. this idea of like only a hundred people saw my reel or I only have a hundred followers, like sell to that. Well, I like to think of, well, if you had a hundred people sitting in a room yeah. ready to buy from you, like waiting for you to just make that pitch and ready to buy, like, how would that feel? Like that feels like a big number, I think. Big number. Compared to, I think we get so caught up with just wanting more and more with the social, the the vanity metrics yeah. and everything. So totally, totally. If you were to walk on, into a room, like if you're presenting on stage, and I've, I've spoken in the past, I like it, but I still get really nervous. If you were to walk into a room of a hundred people and you were like, these people are here to listen to you. They want to hear your pitch and what it is that you have to sell. And you are physically in person with a hundred people. You would be like, there are a lot of people in this room. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So looking a little bit at your strategy, cause you have to really amazing things with your business and being a busy mom and everything. Uh, what what is your approach? What's your strategy for for your own marketing and growing stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. And so it's it's definitely changed. And I actually just did a post on this yesterday on my Instagram account, and I'll be sure to send you my links, and everybody can we yeah. can all be friends on Instagram after in the show notes. But you know, it's really changed. I think for me, a lot of it comes down to just being authentic, just being myself. You know, when I think about you know I'm a I'm a coach, and I also have an agency, and certainly in the coaching side of the business. People hire me because I feel relatable to them because I feel like somebody that they want to hang out with, or I say something and they're like, yes, that is me. I agree with that. And certainly having the podcast helps, but I am just a human that is like, I'm really not afraid to be who I am, to be seen as I am. I would so much rather be disliked for who I am than to be liked for somebody that I'm not. And that is just really what I try to embody with my content And I really do work to speak to the people that are following me now, because let's be honest, the Instagram algorithm has been doing a lot of us dirty the last (laughs) few months. It's not the same app that it was, right? And so for me, it's really just about creating content that speaks to people and the stuff that converts for me is always where I'm being the most honest. Yeah. So what would you say to someone if they are kind of having visibility issues, issues showing up and being their true authentic self on social media. Cause I know a lot of, a lot of people, especially women kind of struggle with, with yeah. that. Yeah. I think a lot of the time, and it's so funny cause I was just recording a podcast by myself on this episode. So I feel like I got like a little <laughs> warm up here. I think a lot of the time it's like, it's these external voices. These, there's these external stories that we are telling ourselves that are stopping us from wanting to show up authentically. And whether that's like a story that you had when you were a kid And for me, I was this really rambunctious, very loud child. And so it was always like, Laura, be quiet. Don't talk too much, you know, take up, take up less space, please. And then as, you know, as a teenager, I struggled to fit in a little bit. And then certainly in my corporate career, I was like, here's the box that I have to fit in. Like, don't, don't be myself. And so I have this really long history of being told to be a certain way. And so for me, being seen as my authentic self, like fully, has taken a lot of a lot of dismantling of a lot of beliefs that I picked up over the years. And so I think a lot of us, and I, my story is not unique, right? We all have these stories of being told, you know, we have to be this or we can't be that or whatever right, it may be and, right. and trying to figure it out. And I think, so for so many of us, it's these external voices. And the thing that I like to remind myself, if I am having trouble with visibility, there's sort of two parts. One is, you know, do the people, are these external voices paying my bills? Are these external voices helping me get toward closer to my goals? Whoever these people are, whether it's 
Sally from high school or that mean uncle or whoever it was, right. right. That told you that you couldn't show up the way that you were, the way that you are, you know, are they the people that are getting you where you want to go? Like you're the person that has control over it. And I think a lot of the time those fears are what other people are going to think. Right. But at the end of the day, they're, they're not the people that are going to get you where you are. And then the second piece around visibility too, is, you know, you can, from a social media perspective, you can post all you want till you're blue in the face and hope that it's going to connect. But your strategy does have to come beyond just hoping the algorithm is going to help you, right? Hoping that the algorithm right. is going to take that real viral. And it, it is things like coming and being a guest on a podcast. It is asking somebody to collaborate on a live together or a reel together. You can collaborate on static posts now on Instagram. It is, you know, borrowing other people's audiences to get in front of new audiences that are similar, right? And when I say boring somebody's audience, I mean, let's use this interaction for an example, yeah. right? I'm here on your podcast. And so the people that are listening to this are your podcast listeners who have, are intro being introduced to me for the very first time. I'm borrowing your audience by having this conversation, right? You're going to come on my podcast and my audience is going to meet you for the first time. And so you'll be borrowing mine. And so when I say that visibility, a lot of the time is how do you get yourself in front of new eyeballs? Now, in order to come on somebody's podcast, you do have to be pretty clear on who you are and be willing to show up really seen. So some of that, you know, that external conversation that we were just talking about is really important. And so it's really two pieces. It's can you make peace with, you know, the external voices that show up and feel like they might hold you back? And then also it's, it's can you ask for, can you be brave enough to ask for, you know, ask for the visibility, ask for the partnership, ask for the collaboration? Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, there's a lot of people I've talked with who have, they're, they're kind of scared of making that ask or acting like they're selling something. They're so scared of sounding sleazy or like they're, they're trying to make a sale. And I like to, it was one of my mentors years ago told me the story about how, like, imagine you're sitting on a park bench with a complete stranger and they are just in complete pain and you can see it. And you ask them, you know, hey, what's wrong? Can, can I help you with something? And they have absolute back pain and they don't know what to do about it. It is ruining their life. And you happen to be a chiropractor and you know exactly what you could do to help them. Would you let them continue to be in pain? Or would you say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. I think I could help you by doing this. Are you interested? Hey, my shop's around the corner. Let's go. Like, I'll go fix that right now. And I think in that situation, it's very easy when you're talking to someone and, and you see they have this pain point, we naturally want to help them, I think. Like we want to be there yeah. to serve our audience and help people get from whatever point of pain they're at to some sort of fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we can kind of shift that perspective, I think with with showing up and, and being visible for people of, we are coming at it from a place of love and of wanting to serve and to help others instead of, well, I'm trying to make the sale. I'm selfish. You know, like I'm, it's not necessarily from your perspective. It's look at it from their perspective. Yeah. I love that. Selling is helping. It, it is. is helping. Absolutely. Like, and if you don't see it that way, like all of our businesses exist to make people's lives easier, better, and more interesting. If your product or service doesn't do that, that you have a really hard time selling it, right? But selling is helping. I actually owned a gym for five years. I owned a CrossFit gym for five years. And so, you know, I've been in over a thousand different sales situations. I have seen it all from sales, but 
you know, going, being a member at a CrossFit gym is not inexpensive, right? You can go to a, you could, you know, the 24 hour gym, that's like $30 a month or the CrossFit gym, which is, you know, close to $200 a month. And right. you know, why would a person go to the CrossFit gym when they could go to the $30 an hour gym? And, you know, for me, you know, I would, I would have people come into that, that situation and, you know, they tried the $30 an hour gym and it, and it didn't work. And, you know, people would say, oh, you know, that it is kind of expensive. I'd say, yeah, like, you know, the, the price matches the level of service that we provide here. You, you know, you come to CrossFit gym, you're in a coaching environment. I mean, co you're not paying for access to a gym. Like you are in the $30 version where you just walk in and you do what you want. You're paying to be coached, right? Like this is a right. different environment and recognizing, and, and I certainly, you know, over a thousand sales situations, I didn't sell all those sales situations, but that was always the perspective I came from, right? It's like, I'm just here to help you. I'm here. I have help. It's never like, or give me your credit card now. We're going to sign you up now. It was never like that. That's never been my energy. It's always been, hey, like I have a solution for you. It's like, do you want this delicious plate of cookies or not? Do you want the chiropractic? You want the chiropractic adjustment? No. You want to keep having back pain? That's cool. Your choice. Right. But your choice. Here's the option. It's your your choice always. And so I love that. Yeah, you're just giving them the option. You're saying yeah. what you can do to help, and if it's not the right fit for them give them the respect of letting them choose what's right. For mm -hmm. them or not. So, yeah. And I've also found that, you know, having been in a lot of sales situations and having been trained to sell a certain way, I think, you know, one thing that I have experienced is that anytime, and certainly, you know, early on I had coaches that were, you know, they teach you the hard sale, how to handle objections, all that kind of stuff. And any, but anytime in any environment where I have chased or I don't want to use the word force because I never force like people are, autonomous human beings, they make their own decisions. But anytime that I have had somebody come into an environment, whether it's coaching, the agency, the gym, um, where I've had to work pretty hard to get them to to buy, right? They've always been the worst clients. Yeah. Right. They've always, they've never been the people that <laughs> that I would want to work with. And so, you know, I really believe in letting people lead themselves. And I think for anybody listening that feels like, you know, you're chasing the sale all the time, like it may be that your messaging isn't on, right? Like people aren't seeing the value in what it is that you provide. And that's where you need to own that a little bit, but also like know that you don't want to chase people. So we need to just to shift that messaging in a way that allows the people that are going to be that ideal client are going to be that dream client to come into your world. Yeah, absolutely. One note on visibility, I wanted to stick in there real quick for people listening I had a really big issue with visibility for a while because I, I actually was stalked and it got very, very scary for a bit. And so I then after that for a long time was scared to be visible at all, you know, anywhere. I didn't mm. want anyone looking at me, which can be really hard on your marketing strategy for your business. Yeah. So, so if you are in any situation like that, or you have any fears around visibility because of safety reasons, then you do need to prioritize your, your safety first and foremost, but please feel free to reach out to me after the show and we can kind of talk through some stuff and I can get you pointed at some good directions mm. uh, of some help with that. But just wanted to throw that out there because I know I, I really had an issue with that for a bit. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I think that that's a beautiful ad. And I think you, you know, you offering that people reach out is fantastic because that is the truth, you know, and, and, you know, when I talk about external things, certainly that is coming from a place of privilege and not yes. from a place of, you know, genuinely having, if you're fearful, if you have genuine reason to be fearful and that is legitimate, very much so a legitimate reason, it is a different conversation because it's always nuanced, right? There's always going to be, 
there's always going to be different edges, but I am, you know, I'm so impressed and proud that you were able to to move through that because that must've been really difficult. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's definitely, there's lots of different hurdles that come with visibility. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of things that we don't even notice. Like you said, there's a lot of stuff from our past and, and just stuff we've learned growing up on how our voices matter or don't matter. And, you know, we bring all of that to our business and our marketing, I think. And so I think it, it, there's a lot of just kind of getting clear around what those things are, just being very honest with ourselves and, and kind of, I think that can help us show up authentically is once Mm -hmm. we kind of realize what's just a story we're telling ourselves versus what's actually the truth out there. So, yeah, I agree with that. All right. So any other organic online marketing strategy tips you might have for us? I mean, I always, there's always, there's always tips. I think, you know, we have all I think day, that, right? Yeah. We could, yeah. How long we got, I think, you know, the biggest piece and and to go back on to that sort of sense of being authentic. And I think, you know, what a lot of the times we talk about things that you need to do, right? Like you need to dance on reels or do these transitions or, right. you know, yeah. keep up with all the trending sounds. And the truth is like, that's exhausting. I've never danced on a real day in my life. I can't dance. Nobody <laughs> wants to see me dance. That's not on brand for me. And so I think honestly, the best strategy is the one that you can stick to, right? The one that feels good for you. The one that you can consistently show up for. And there are, you know, endless amounts of online marketing tips. But the thing is, you know, the one thing that I like to tell people, and I think is really important is that it's okay if it takes a while. And I know that in this world where we all want instant gratification, we all want things now. And I am that person. I'm guilty of being like, well, it's not working. I've posted three times and you know, it's not working. (laughs) I think the reality is like, it does take a while. And there's a lot of content that you see online, certainly on Instagram and TikTok as well, that it's like, you know, how I got 10,000 followers in 30 days or, you know, made a hundred thousand dollars in 10 minutes or whatever. Right. Like that type of content is so, is not helpful. That type of content is that's a unicorn experience. And yes, do I have clients and friends that have gone to from 2000 followers to a hundred thousand followers? Yes. But you know, could they tell you why that actually happened? No. You know, I have a, a friend of mine, he has a photography account and he takes CrossFit photography and he had 2000 followers, would post a reel every day, had done it consistently for two years and then had one reel, the same, it's the same stuff that he's been doing for two years, had 2 million views. And so he went to a hundred thousand followers literally overnight. Could he, could he tell you what he did differently? No, (laughs) he can't. He's just consistently done the same things and done it well over time. And like, it, it just can take time. And so sometimes that content that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong, makes you feel like you're behind. It's not those unicorn examples. Aren't the norm. It doesn't mean that that's not possible for you. Of course it is. But if you're waiting for that, like big viral moment, and you're frustrated because you're seeing this content that's like, well, they did it and they did it. Know that like, welcome to the norm <laughs> where most of us hang out and build our businesses over time. And, you know, most of the people that I know with, you know, 10, 20,000 followers have built it. It's been years, it's been years to get to that point. And so know that it's okay if it takes a while, but being consistent, showing it the way that feels good, right? That's the only way that you get to a while. If you're consistently creating content that you don't like, you're never going to stick around. So do what feels fun. Know that it's okay if it takes a little while and just keeping yourself. I love it. I love it. 
And and I think there's an element in there also of letting go of those things you can't control, mm-hmm. like the algorithms and such. And That's, your children. Which and your is children. Life. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Life. Yeah, absolutely. Motherhood. It all, you know, it is, it, you know, I, I think that entrepreneurship is the hardest thing in the world. And then motherhood is also the hardest thing in the world. And if you slap <laughs> them both together and you're taking on both, you're exceptionally brave. Yes. We've got, we've got bigger problems than what the Instagram algorithm has for us. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Laura. Where can people go to find you if they have, uh, if they want to continue the conversation? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at it's Laura Sinclair. If you've made it this far, you listen to the end of the podcast. We're officially friends now. So I'd love for you to send me a DM and let me know what, if anything was valuable for you, at least just say hi and let me know you listen to the episode. I'm also on, my website is laura-sinclair.com. And I also have a podcast. It's called This Mother Means Business. And I'm going to be very excited to have you as a guest on hopefully very soon. And if you want to be part of more ambitious entrepreneurial mother conversations, we're having them over on the podcast as well. I love it. I can't wait to be a guest. So yes, everyone come listen to that episode then go listen to her. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week on marketing like a mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow entrepreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.